Government to crack down on unregulated cosmetic procedures. This recent announcement has caused a stir amongst injectors in the UK, and although many of you will not be affected directly if you are in other countries, at the heart of this debate we are having in the UK is something that all providers of cosmetic treatments need to think about. This press release from the Department of Health and Social Care announced an amendment to the Health and Care Bill to give the Health Secretary powers to introduce a licence for non-surgical cosmetic procedures such as Botox and dermal fillers. The press release states that the intention would be that the public will be protected against botched Botox and fillers and the government confirms its intention to introduce a licence regime for non-surgical cosmetic procedures. So what does this mean for medical injectors and what can you do? The scope and details of the regulations are still to be determined via a public consultation, which means in theory we can still influence the specific form this takes at some stage. So what's my take? When it comes to cosmetic regulation, I picture the UK like a man lost in an underground mine shaft in the middle of the desert, in a drunken stupor, naked, And he just got up and took a step in the right direction. Because nothing could be worse than where we are now, with a complete absence of any real standards at the level of statute. It would be hard for any government intervention to make things worse, although it is possible, and we'll come to that later. I'm pretty sure this is a step in the right direction. Let's start with what I like about the release first. The release states that the intent of the step is to ensure consistent standards and protect individuals from those without licenses, including from the potentially harmful physical and mental impacts of poorly performed cosmetic procedures. I'm relieved to see that the statement includes the intent to protect people not just from the physical harm, but the mental harm caused by poorly administered medical aesthetic treatments. As many of you will know, my perspective on what we do as medical aesthetic clinicians is that we fundamentally are tasked with enhancing the health of our patients through altering their appearance. As medical professionals, it's actually not ethical to risk physical harm unless you are enhancing psychosocial health. It's not medically justifiable to make people look pretty, even if you're really good at that. Our duty as clinicians is to base decisions around health. We can only do this through understanding their psychology, the situations in which they are hoping to feel and behave differently, and designing treatment plans which are carefully designed to maximise the chances of these changes occurring with minimal medical and psychosocial risks. The truth is, even many medics do not fully agree with me on this, and believe that medical management of complications and how to avoid them are why only medics should be able to do these procedures. I believe the need for health-based decisions is required throughout the patient journey independently of complications. The problem is medical complications and side effects are an outcome of any risky action, be it skydiving, scuba diving or getting a tattoo. They all can end up requiring medical treatment, but medical people are not the gatekeepers to all the risk. The fundamental argument cannot be based solely on one potential outcome being the requirement of medical attention. I believe the inherent nature of the interventions we do are sufficiently risky to both physical, psychological and social health of the public that it requires the medical model of decision-making at every stage along the process, not just in complications. Now, This comes back down to the two elements to the question of how cosmetic interventions should be regulated. The absolute core of this is about the risks. 
Is there sufficient medical, psychological and social risk to patients associated with cosmetic interventions to require a medical rather than a commercial model of decision making? It's important to understand the alternative to the medical model is a purely commercial model of decision making. And this is what I'm most interested in with respect to this license. Being commercial does not mean there's a lack of standards. It simply has standards with different goals. The most similar situation to medical aesthetics would be tattoo artists who may practice in a way that is safe with respect to public health and the spread of bloodborne diseases, even identification of complications, while tattooing people's faces in a way that may limit them in social circumstances and even be part of a psychological pathology. Tattooing faces in a way that damages psychosocial health is considered acceptable since the commercial model is used to make the decision. All that is required is informed and competent person willing to pay for the outcome in a safe, immediate environment, and the health risks long-term are entirely their responsibility and not the provider. This is the core difference between medical and commercial. So, will the government be persuaded to enshrine the commercial or the medical model of decision-making in this license? This is part of what the consultation could be about. The second debate lying deeper into this issue is whether appearance is a function of health at all or purely superficial. The World Health Organization defines health as a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Does how you look affect your physical, mental and social well-being sufficiently to be considered a branch of healthcare? Unfortunately, I don't believe there are many people in the government who think this. My opinion, listening to the grey-haired men on select committees talk about this, is that the default is that appearance is superficial. The impact of appearance on psychosocial function is largely invisible and not part of how the licence will likely be drawn up, despite a growing body of evidence which does connect appearance with psychological health and social function. The medical model of decision-making commands that every risky intervention we take, we must justify with a logical argument as to why the intervention is likely to improve the health of our patient and take steps to mitigate risks of medical, physical and aesthetic complications of the procedure. So what do I suspect it will head towards? What's the worst case scenario? We have multiple examples in the UK of additional regulation applying only to medical practitioners and not to others. In Scotland, there is onerous regulation that only applies to healthcare providers. And in the case of threadlifts and the CQC, the onerous registration with the CQC is only required for medics, but not for non-medics, who may practice the surgical procedure free of any standards. So the worst case scenario would be that the license introduced applies only to medical injectors. And since the release comes directly from the Department of Health and Social Care, it did worry me about this, that this could be the case. The best possible case scenario for patients, in my view, is that the license demands validation of ability to practice according to the medical model. Now, I am biased, of course, but what this would mean is that all decisions were grounded in improving the patient's health. The license would require validation of ability to make decisions to mitigate, manage and justify the inherent risks of intervention with intended health benefits, not simply reducing the risk, but justifying them with the intended benefits. Since the point of injection, I believe, is also the point of diagnosis and treatment of complications, the ability to make medical decisions would also be essential. So what do I actually expect to happen? Unfortunately, I suspect this license will lean towards validating technical skills and safe environments, but leave us with a purely commercial model at its core. If you believe the medical model of decision-making is best for the public in Britain, then you must make this point in the upcoming consultation. 
Essential points are that any intervention is risky, even without medical complications, the impact on patients' psychosocial health of a bad treatment is important. These procedures, which alter the anatomy of the face, have an impact on the medical, psychological and social health of patients. The commercial model, regardless of the technical skills of the injector or the hygiene in the room, still carries a significant risk to the health of patients due to the complex psychosocial impact of appearance on health as well as the need for the point of injection also to be the point of diagnosis and disease management, particularly in the case of vascular occlusion. This is the case I will put forward in the consultation, and I hope you will engage as well with whatever your point of view is. Moving forward, should you be worried about this affecting your ability to survive in the aesthetic market if the purely commercial approach prevails? The short answer for me is no, because the medical model is the best way to compete in the aesthetic market. It may not be as fast or as easy as being purely commercial. I certainly will say no to far more patients than my commercial rivals, but my experience is that patients highly value the medical approach when they experience it, and those practicing the medical model to a high standard will always be in the top tier of this industry. Because, simply, it's more valuable to consumers than the purely commercial approach. No doubt, both sides of the sector will survive and thrive, but I believe this is no threat to those of you practicing the safe ethical medical aesthetics according to the ancient philosophy of medicine to first do no harm. The license itself will also be no bother for those of us already up to our necks in CQC regulation and governing bodies. It's just one more piece of admin and it will not stop those of you who are really serious about being great medical aesthetic practitioners. Please do look out for the consultation phase when it's announced later and make your arguments known. I hope this has helped you understand what the real debate here is about. It is about the medical ethos versus a commercial ethos. And when you understand that, you should be able to put your case forward in a much clearer way when this consultation starts. (laughs) 